With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Full Sport Press. Yo, who tell us we ain't gonna win, man? Really? He's a bozo. A fucking bozo. Really? Yeah. We did a lot for the wins. Came in a drop on the 10. Now we on top, top once again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had to tighten the plan. Yeah. I got it right in the end. Yeah. Now we on top, top once again. I don't want it if it ain't love. If it ain't get it away from me. Who you gon' jack if it ain't us? LABB to the bakery. Some niggas mad that I came up. I know my granny gon' pray for me. It was just us in the vacancy. We had to get it from A to B. Wheels never felt like this. Two seats in the hills, how feel righteous. Blue sheets for the mills. You are now listening to the Full Sport Press podcast featuring hosts. Jay Hove, Chef, Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. Before we get started, I am Jay Hove. It's your boy, Big Jeff. Wheezy back in the building. Say what's up, Wheezy. What it do? What it do? Back. Coach. Back. Coach Locke back in the building. Say what's up, Couch. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, fellas? How's everybody doing? We're here, Coach. We're here, man. Got Weezy back in the saddle. When you hear, you hear, man. Everything paid for, Weezy. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't never changed the jail as long as I'm alive, big baby. <laughs> when you hear, ain't good, though. That ain't, that, ain't, can't, that ain't good. When you hear, you hear. Let's roll, big baby. Let us do it. I'm here. <laughs> Episode 356, man, moving on to part two of our annual NBA Top 7 series to the power forwards. FSP style. Always FSP style. You better damn know it. Better damn believe. Let's kick it off, man. We's the best of the week. What you got? Best of the week for me was uh, my boy Coach Penn and TSU, man, getting, getting, uh, getting their first win in six games last night, man. Shout out to the boys for not, not giving up. Keep chopping wood, man. Got them boys rolling right now. Got a, well, he ain't got them rolling, but he, he got them a win. Got them a win. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Keep pushing. Just keep Stay low. Stay low. Keep firing. Stay low. Keep firing. What you got, Jeff? Best of the week? Man, Tim Boyd, Colorado City, Colorado City, Texas Bear. Had to step down today. He was a tough guy, you know, calling out his people, telling people they don't, they don't deserve handouts. They, they weak, only the strong survive. Not thinking about the elderly in this city. The one-time internet bullying worked. Got Tim Boyd ass out of here. Shout out to you, Tim Boyd. <laughs> Get his ass out of there. Ted yeah. yeah. Cruz next. Oh, he on deck. Dr. Glover, Glover. <laughs> you on deck? It's a bunch I, of people I, on deck Glover. right now. Yeah, Get together, right. Get it together. <laughs> uh, kind of piggybacking off of what Jeff mentioned about the elderly. Shout out to Trader Truth here in Houston. There was a lady that was 88 years old in a city that didn't have any power, electricity, anything. She was sitting in a home, freezing cold, 
and nobody knew who she was. So he got it together and got people to finally get the word to him to figure out who she was. And he went and got her, got in a better situation where she was in heat, warm, so she could take her medications and get everything she needed. Because when you're old like that, you can't survive in that cold like that. So shout out to Trader Truth, man, looking out for the, the elderly down here in Houston. Sure, man. Shout out to him. He always come through in the clutch like that, for sure. Uh, my best of the week, man. It's two women in Florida. Florida women. <laughs> they dressed up as grannies. Vaccine. Y'all didn't hear about this? They were 34 <laughs> and 44 years old. They got denied. But I respect the tenacity. You know what I'm saying? The due diligence to be vaccinated, man. So, you know what I'm saying? Soon. Soon too, ladies. Soon too, ladies. But, uh, yeah, man, they dressed up as grannies. Got to respect it, dog. I tell myself every day. Soon. Soon. Soon, Soon, Jeff. Right Soon. around the corner, Jeff. Right around the corner. Back outside. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're vaccinated. They're laughing at me. I ain't dead, you know what I mean? I ain't growing another limb. No superpowers, but I definitely am vaccinated. So, yeah, for sure. Soon. So, you wishing on me some bullshit to go on? Soon. No. I, I'm saying you said soon. So, I said soon, dog. What are you saying soon to? Soon. Everybody will get vaccinated. Fuck out of here, man. What you got, man? Worst of the week. <laughs> Worst of the week, man. Old man winner, man. And uh the grocery stores, man. I can you couldn't get a loaf of bread this time for real. You couldn't get a loaf of bread in there this week, this time. I had to, this is the first time I had to know somebody to get something from the grocery store. You, you know somebody get some shoes or something. I had to call somebody, hey, can you give me a loaf of bread? Like I had to use one of my plugs for a loaf of bread at the grocery store. And he said soon on the vaccine. Why oh. would you wish some bullshit like that, dog? That's hey, hey, anybody wishing no bullshit like that on you, That's man? That's bullshit. Jeff, what you got? <laughs> Four bullshits in the first five minutes of the damn show. All right. I'm piggybacking off Weezy, man. Um, the, this part of the this part of the United States, we ain't built for this. Like, I moved from the Midwest to get away from this crap in the weather right now. Like, I don't, I'm not here for this. I don't need to be in my home for seven straight days and can't leave, can't leave my parking lot. My car is, is not all-wheel drive, so I can't really move around like I need to. This is horse crap, dude. Mother Nature, <laughs> get it together. Get together, Mother Nature, please. I agree, man, 100%. Coach, what you got? I'm rounding third on that one, man. This one, a storm that hit Texas, man. It left millions without power. And we are seeing people's roofs, ceilings in their houses completely fall in their houses and water just flooding their homes. From where mm. pipes are bursting from the cold. Jeff, you know, we're not made to, to deal with that in Nashville. You know, they definitely not made to deal with that down here in Houston. So that's my worst of the week, man, because there's a lot of people out here to have holes in their ceilings and water just running in their house right now. Damn, that's prayers going up, man. Godspeed to everybody. My worst of the week is Queen Latif has the equalizer, dog. Why? Just why? Just why the fuck, man? She knocked me 50 years old. They should have given that role to somebody else, man. That's not even believable. Get at, I don't know. I would much rather see Lizzo doing that than Queen Latifah. I'm going to tell you who they should have gave it to, man. <laughs> Talk to me. They should have gave it to Zoe Zeldana, the same no, girl. No, hell no. Zoe, no, no, no. Is it ain't that the girl that did them? Uh, yeah, no, coach, she's not. She already did some shit like that. We need some, we need a plus size person doing it, dog. Just a younger plus size person. That's all. I'm not going to speak on that. I'm going to let you know. That's what I'm saying. If we're going to go plus size, Give it to Lizzo. It should have been Jada Pinkett. Yeah, we. I, I'm just. No, no, Jay's, nah, she got entanglements. No, it's gonna be a a forty plus fifty year old, fifty, 50. year young 50. woman. 
It might have been Jada Pickett. Queen, okay. not me. Not, not queen. Not queen. Not queen. You don't even look right throwing punches, man. Come Spin on. kicking and it. <laughs> nah, man. This is bad. It's Put bad. that in the can, bro. I got eight episodes. So. You, you, you being generous, them eight. <laughs> and make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, oh. IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course, the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search Full Sport Press Podcast. Now, when you get through doing that, make sure you check out the On Deck TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Lou every Wednesday. <laughs> the latest issue is up, the album review of the Judas and Black Messiah episode. So they're going over that soundtrack. So y'all make sure y'all check that out and check out the boys at On Deck TV. I'm just, I'm saying, I haven't seen I haven't seen the movie yet, but the, uh, Nas got the best song on that soundtrack. Nobody wants to talk about it. Cool. Yeah, for sure. I ain't listening to the whole soundtrack. Ah, it's up there. It's not the biggest Nas four. fan I know. I do like the little Dirt song though. I like that song a lot. Not the Darky on. Quiet as kept. I like the Pooh Shiesty song. Oh man. Speaking of Pooh Shiesty, man, let's move right along to the Fresher Than Average podcast featuring myself and my dog Animal Brown. The Self Help Fashion Podcast, directly related to improving everyday fashion. Pull up on us on the IG page. See the Wood You Rocks each day. Also, the monthly FTYA podcast is out right now for your listening pleasures. Anywhere that you can watch a podcast, which is YouTube, and also anywhere that you can listen to one, all the podcast platforms. Much, much more directly for the culture, man. Where your kicks, cop responsible. I got a, I got a phone call saying, man, you need to chill out with the with the uh, with the jail bait with the jail bait terms, man. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Tell them to call my phone. Fresh out of jail. Yeah, you've been out a little while. You know what I'm saying? You got to figure out some shoes. Tell them to call my phone. I've cleared straight up. They said they said every shoe you don't like. They ain't say shit. Jail bait. They ain't say say shit. I'm just saying what they say. What they say? I just said what they say. I didn't hear you. You know what? They talk a lot. Told me not to run my mouth. I'm a. I just I quit. I ain't gonna say nothing. No, for sure. Tell them to call me. I got the same number. Same number. Probably when they got out, then when they went in, the same number. Oh, Oh, come on. Don't forget to support the Realville Family Patreon page. Features Full Sport Press, On Deck TV, Fresher Than Your Average, and much, much more. Be on the lookout to join that Family Patreon page. Episodes are up right now. Support the team, man. Support the real. Jeff. Yes, sir. You have 10 good wrestling seconds. Oh, yeah. Let's start the clock. Let's roll. All right. This weekend, Elimination Chamber. So you know what that means, fellas. Who gets the W time? Going to start off with for the WWE Championship. If you're not sure how Elimination Chamber works, there are five contestants in a chamber. They come out one by one. They start with two, come out one by one in increments. Last man standing wins the match. All right. Got it. Cool. Elimination Chamber match number one. Jeff Hardy. Sheamus versus Kofi Kingston versus AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is the champ. Winner gets the belt. Who gets the W? Start with Weezy. AJ Styles. I mean, I've been watching Raw for the past two weeks, baby. I'm on AJ Styles. Y'all do you, Coach Lock? I think it's over for Drew. I think they finna let Randy Orton back on top with the the belt. So I'm gonna go with Randy Orton. Solid pick, Coach. J Ho. I'm sticking with the champ, man. One more week, one more series. Let's go. Yeah. Um. This was tough because this match is. It could either be Kofi, it could be AJ or Drew. I do believe. I'm going to go Drew to keep the belt. All right. Next one. This one's a little bit tricky. It's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. 
It's who gets the W in the elimination chamber. And second part, do you think this person will in turn beat Roman Reigns for the SmackDown Championship later on that evening? So we got Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens versus Jay Uso versus King Corbin boy, versus Sami Zayn. It's a mid in this match. I'm going to be real. It's a lot of mid. I'm going to go with Jay Uso. Okay, I thought it was Uso. I want to make sure, but that's who I'm going with Uso. Uso's a good pick. J-Ho. Give me Uso, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going Kevin Owens. The second part is, do you think this person can beat Roman Reigns for the championship later on that evening? No, 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 no. Coach- no, baby. <laughs> okay, there's no for Coach Locke. Weezy. Nah, Uso can't do it. He ain't ready yet. He almost he ain't ready yet, though. Uso is his cousin. So yeah, just Uso. keep that in mind. Blood cousin, actual real-life cousin. So you don't think... Uso win. I don't think Kevin Owens wins either. So and then last match, just for the break, the this is the, damn twenty minutes, the sixty minutes, man. This is a sixty minute segment. Damn, it's a WrestleMania. Like, it's I'm just bad, WrestleMania. Shit, what's the what's the budget? We got a new budget on sixty four, ten seconds of wrestling. What are we doing? I mean, you taking forty five seconds right there. You're so right. <laughs> the last match, Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee versus Mike Riddle for the United States Championship. Bobby Lashley is the champion. Who gets the W? Bobby. Bobby. Keith Lee. And that is this week's Who Gets the W. We get the results next week. Do not forget to check out 808s and Chess Shots. Shout out to me. Shout out to my guy Neek. Each and every Thursday. Please do not forget. You might not like wrestling, but your auntie loves it. Appreciate sure, y'all. Sure. We're going to have to have a, a, a one good minute with Jeff for just to get the damn results next <laughs> week. I think it's a Latter day Saints. That shit was four minutes, Jeff. The tweets with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment and give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. We see those thumbs down too. On the iTunes page, please write to subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasted. Before we get started, the first half, Weezy, do you have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners? This week's award recipient's Super Bowl streak. That's it. That's it. Lil Mike's guy, Yuri Andrade, the 31-year-old Florida man who briefly disrupted the game with his run in a pink leotard and black shorts, announced an appearance on a Florida radio station, Wow 94.1 that he was a part of a group that bet $50,000 that a streaker would appear. Now, Andrade told the show's audience that the group had locked in a bet at plus 750, resulting in then would be a high payout. However, Bovada, a gray market betting site offering services to many in the U.S., quickly learned of Andrade's admission. The site had already been largely aware of suspicious activity on the prop line, Likely, the wage will be closer to $50,000. As a result, provider announced that it will refund the wages of all no-betters while also screaming the legitimacy of all yes wages made before officially grading them. Yuri, you're an idiot. Snitches get stitches, shut up, cash out. You ain't got to say nothing about it. You idiot. You just cost everybody crazy amount of money. You dumbass. It's on site with him. Yeah, it's on site. It's on site with him because, yeah, not only that, he messed up the bet for the rest of ever, forever. Nobody's ever like that. Uh, that might not. That might not even be on the even even on the on the sheet next uh, next year. That's never you gonna be a prop bet, bet again. Yeah, ever. because now it can be tainted. You idiot. Right. Yep. Stupid idiot.
Man. Messed up the church's yeah. money. That was in the budget because I was getting ready to. I was getting ready to hit. hit it. We had talked about it. We we was gonna get you there. You was gonna go out there and live hard yeah. tonight. Dude, he actually scored though. He scored a touchdown, dude. He, played uh, he yeah, he dodged by three of them. Yeah, but you know his partner gave him the the distraction earlier though. Yeah, so that's they how he got. That's how he got so far. Dumb mm-hmm. ass, man. The the money. Money. I ain't gonna lie. I have to holler him. Money It'd be better him to go back to jail because <laughs> I dead I, ass. Now, like, if I'm in that group to put that money together, I am hot at him. It's on site. We yeah. easy drop that off to him. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I might do it by my damn self. <laughs> I might go drop it off by my damn self for real. Damn right with the revolver. You guys ready to get started? The first half <laughs> with the six shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. The first half is underway. Full sport press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like you we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am J.O. It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy, Weezy. What it do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Lock, where can they find you on social media, my brother? Man, they can find me on Twitter and IG at Lock underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A. Get at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weezy, what you got? I'm FSP underscore Weezy on IG and I'm at How Weezy on Twitter. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I like you are. Raise the roof. Jeff, what you got? I'm Jay Easley 84 across all social media platforms. Damn right. You damn right you are. And I'm Jay Hove on Instagram and Twitter, man. Let's talk about it on Twitter. Fellas, let's kick the first half off with some NBA talk, man. Detroit Pistons, power forward Blake Griffin and Cleveland Cavs center Andre Drummond will both be out of the lineup moving forward all the way to the trade deadline. As each franchise and their representatives work to find a resolution for their future, Blake Griffin is 31 years old and has two years and $70 million left on his contract. Andre Drummond is 27 years old in the last year of his deal and $28 million left on that contract. Which of the former All-Stars will actually be traded? If you're a franchise, would you take that in? Is, is that something that you want on, like, in today's basketball game? Somebody's just going to get you a bunch of rebounds. It doesn't score a lot of points. And then with Blake Griffin, is he past his prime? Is he worth it? Um, I don't think either either one of them will be traded. I think they both will be bought out. And one and Drummond will end up with the Nets to be their anchor because they need defense, they need rebounds, and they need another body. And the, he fits perfectly with them. And Blake goes Lakers. With, with, with AD being out for as long as he's going to be out, it fits perfect for Blake Griffin's game. He gets to extend his career playing with LeBron. I mean, who doesn't get to extend that career playing with LeBron James? But his skill set fits with LeBron. And they both get to play for a title. So look at that. Uh, I don't think Blake would be traded. It's too much money. Nobody's going to pick up on a contract. He's going to end up getting bought out. But Andre Drummond could possibly be traded because he's only has one year on his contract. And he's still not playing terrible. He's averaging 17 and a half points, 13.5 rebounds, 2.6 assists. So you can still use Andre Drummond in a good role. Blake Griffin is over the hill. He's not playing as much. He just needs a new, new system a new team to get him back going and go somewhere where they don't have to rely on him to be the man where he can just be a spot person. Yeah. Andre Drummond will be traded. That trading contract is a lot easier to move than Blake Griffin. And this is the funny thing though. Blake Griffin is still, he's, you know, he's two years removed from being an all-star. I think Blake Griffin will be the reason that the Lakers win the title. They don't even really need AD to come back if Blake is there. That's how good Blake Griffin still is at 32 years old. 
he can still play, y'all. He can pass the ball really well. He can put the ball on the floor as a big. He just played for a shitty franchise for the last three years. He hasn't yeah. dunked he since 2019. Yeah. He don't even yeah. care. He just not even. He just out there playing. He's playing on a shitty franchise. A team that's not going anywhere. And um, I think he could really help the Lakers. And he will. I saw them live. I can say he really does not care. Like the way he's like, you could. He's a world class athlete. World, you know, all these things. You could tell Blake. I saw him live in person. You could tell he did not give a damn playing in Detroit. <laughs> So speaking of having stuff left in the tank, as we know, J.J. Watt has been released from the Houston Texans. Does J.J. Watt still have some gas in the tank to give any teams some reps and a chance to win a championship? Or is J.J. Watt done? J.J. Watt's not done at all. He's not done. He has two, he has two, two, good, two great years left in him. He ain't got time to go to the Jets and rebuild. He ain't got time to go to Miami, well, Miami, well, Miami Dolphins either. He needs to go to a top eight contender where he can play for a chip. He just got to go. He, he got to go get paid. He got to go to a contender for the next two years. J.J. Watt is a very, like, he loves to do charity work. He's a very giving soul. Um, he does a lot for the city of Houston. The Bills Mafia is the, the most giving fan base in the NFL. Um, it's what we do. We do charity very well in Buffalo. J.J., it's a perfect fit, brother. Pause. You know, we get we got a home. We got a room for you. We can induct you into the mafia. Get you a nice table for your home to go through when you feel like it. It it's, it, it works, Jay. It, it just works. Come on home, man. Break it your new home. It's cold. You know, you can wear your sleeveless jerseys. Join the mafia. As your pitch, I want a bad pitch, Jeff. I like it. Um, at his best, JJ Watt is Weezy's favorite defensive player. He looked at me in my face and told me that he was better than Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> Said, damn, right. He was an edge rusher at his prime for sure. Injuries, 32 years old. He's not the same player that he was when Weezy was saying that about him. But I think when he came into the league, he was an inside rusher. If he can switch back to his original interior defensive lineman position, he's bigger, stronger than he was then. He was smaller. That's why they made him go to an edge rusher. Can you imagine him next to Miles Garrett in Cleveland? Oh, on the inside? That's trouble. That's trouble, dog. You line up next to Nick on the inside and compete for a championship in San Francisco. We'll love to have you. JJ doesn't have to play a lot of snaps like he's used to doing if he goes to the right team. And that team is going to either be the Packers or, like my fellow host mentioned, the Browns. He's from Wisconsin. He played his college years in Wisconsin, and he could give the Packers the little boost they need on defense to get over that hump. Can you imagine if J.J. Watt would have been on that Packers line when they played the Tampa Bay Bucks? It might have been a difference to change the game to get that little more pressure on Tom Brady. Like he mentioned, though, another team could be the Browns because they have the money to pay Watt, and they are definitely in the realm of being a contender now, and he still wants to get his money. So look for J.J. Watt to be in the Browns, or the Green Bay Packers next year. Speaking of being needing a quarterback and being one quarterback away, the Philadelphia Eagles have agreed to trade their once franchise quarterback, Carson Wentz, to the Indianapolis Colts. They're going to give back the Colts a 2021 third-round draft pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick. Man, that Matt Stafford trade was crazy. Anyway, this could turn into a first-rounder. Just tell you this what the league sources tell ESPN. Guys, is this a good trade for the Colts? I don't, I think this is good for the Colts because Carson Wentz just needs a new home. 
He was tired of being in Philadelphia. He had he felt just like Aaron Rodgers did when the Packers drafted Love and the Eagles drafted Jeff's boy. Yeah, man. QB1. <laughs> QB1. Yeah, Jalen Hurst. And that that did not sit well with Carson Wentz. As a quarterback, they are real protective of their teams. So for you to draft a quarterback while I'm still young and still can play, I'm not going to be happy about it, especially when halfway through the season you start taking me out and putting him in, and then next game you start me. So it just didn't sit well. So Carson was ready to get out of Philadelphia. Now, the Colts, they were a few plays, a few passes away from being able to win the division because their division wasn't that strong anyway. The Texans were not who they used to be. The Jaguars, we know what they're doing. So all they had were the Titans to go up against. And it came down to the last game of the season. So if you have Carson Wentz on that team instead of Phillip Rivers, you might win that division because he can still throw the ball down the field. So I think this is going to work out excellent for the Colts. Yeah, it's better than what they have. I don't like the way they're doing Jacoby Brissett in Indianapolis. I think he can play, but let him go then. You just got him sitting there just backing up. Let him go somewhere and play. The fuck, Indianapolis. But um, Carson Wentz is a diva, man. He didn't talk to his head coach for nine to ten weeks. And now he finds a way to do all that. He's playing one of the greatest young O-lines in the entire NFL. Jeff gets two or three of their offensive linemen in our Madden franchise every year. Every year. Every year, for sure. So this trade to the coast is a chance for a career renaissance for the spoiled Carson Wentz. His regression last year was stunning. One of the worst we've ever seen. Even with the injuries, it was trash. But packing him back with Frank Wright, who he had his best year in 2017, 33-7. Since 2018, he's thrown 64 touchdowns, 29 picks. So I think Frank Wright had a lot to do with that. He had plenty of weapons there with me and Weezy's guy, um, Michael Pittman. Um, some young wide receivers as well, great running back. And he's in a less aggressive fan base. This fan base is the nicest fan base in the entire NFL. So it's on Wentz to kind of show the change of scenery is all he needed, some confidence, and the coach believes in him. But if this was Cam Newton, if it was Jameis Winston, if this was Deshaun Watson, it would be a different conversation. Tyrod and got kicked out two, three times. This would be a different conversation for sure. $73 $73 million total for the next three years. That's a bargain deal for any starting quarterback. So, you know, they're playing with house money. And from what I hear that, you know, Carson Wentz is not coachable. He don't like to listen to nobody. But every time you get a player that almost likes to go to one team or one coach, it's not a good sign. The coach, they, they feel like they're just a quarterback away, though, man. So they got to they gotta do something. Like, you know, you watch how you saw how they're – how their season ended last year, they just couldn't make the throws. They couldn't make the throws. They, they had to bring in Jacoby to make you know, Hail Mary passes or any any deep routes. So when you're in a position like that, like you got to look at your quarterback position and say, we got to try. With the defense yeah. being as good as it is, offensive line being as great as it is, running backs being as good as they are, and you got weapons on the outside. Like You got one weapon on the outside, T.Y. Pack him up. Pack T.Y. T-Y on up. He's not a one. He's not a one anymore. He's he no, no. T.Y. ain't a three no more. Pack him up now. I wouldn't say a three. He, he's you a big up. You got to respect him. him. You got to respect him. Pack him only, up. Seen, uh, only seen one player that was baby his whole career that actually worked out the entire career, and that was Barry Bonds in baseball. He had a damn recline in his damn locker room, and nobody could come to his locker. So that's Barry Bonds. All the rest of them, they don't really work out like that. She Peyton Manning was babied his entire career, dog. 
from high school all the way to now. Payton put his nuts on somebody's head. Yeah, nobody yeah. here. To, we, we heard about that's that why, in 2019. Fuck out of here. That's why, that's why he only got two chips and Tom Brady's still playing to this day. That's true. You guys ready to get started with halftime? Let's do it. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime, in case you missed it, baseball's latest massive payday arrived on Wednesday, this time in the form of Fernando Tatis Jr., 14-year, $340 million extension with the San Diego Padres. This deal is the longest in baseball history and will keep a potential face of the MLB in San Diego for the long term. Now, it is a transformative deal for the Padres and the league as a whole, but Tatis, however, won't be able to enjoy as much of that $340 million as you would expect. A portion of Tatis's deal with the Padres will be going to the Big League Advance, a company with a very specific, and some would say predatory, business model. The company approaches minor leaguers and offers them a one-time payment in exchange for a small but significant cut of their earnings as an MLB player. If the minor leaguer's career doesn't pan out, he never makes it to the MLB's lucrative free agency, it's a good deal for the player. However, if the player says become an MVP candidate, signs one of the largest contracts in baseball history, say right around 14 years, 340 million bucks. It's a bonanza for the big league advance. So if Fernando Tatis took the largest payment that the big league advance offered him, he would be set to pay them 34 million of that 340 million over the course of 14 years. You got to take the advance. Let me tell you why. Because there's so many, so many people that took that advance. So do you guys remember Hunter Green, the number one player in the 2016 draft? They said he was going to be the next Ken Griffey Jr. because he was a pitcher and he could also um, bat and field at a high level. Yeah. He's had microfracture surgery. He's had um, Tommy John surgery. Never has panned out for the Reds. I'm sure he took that big lead advance, and I'm sure he's happy he did it, so. There's always a cautionary tale of not taking the advance, and there's always a Fernando Tatis Jr. Usually when you get a big contract, it's a sense of relief you made some money, but that's more pressure on you. 34 over 14 years, so what's that? Three and a half, two a year, so it'll be fine. Got to take the money. So, yeesh. You guys ready to get started with the second half? Let's do it. Let's get it. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half. The 2021 NBA Top 7 Series Part 2 with the Power Forwards. Episode 356. Before we get started, I am J-Ho. It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy, Weezy. What do you do? <laughs> it's your man, Coach Lock. Uh, Lock, the Power Forward position, one of the most diverse positions in the NBA, man. Whether you're looking for a pick-and-roll slasher, pick-and-pop shooter, or both. We got both in this. The numerous names that come to mind, the diversity of this role made it fun. Rank these top seven power forwards in the NBA. We appreciate everybody sent in a list. Speaking of the list, this list is strictly related to their 2021 stats and performance after 25 games. And who has the best chance of maintaining their great play throughout the rest of the current NBA season? Without further ado, let's go through the top seven list from 2019 to 2020. Jeff, go through that list for me, man. At number seven, we had John Collins. At number six, we had Kevin Love. Number five, we had Draymond Green. Number four, 
Pascal Siakam. Number three, the aforementioned Blake Griffin. Number two, Anthony Davis. And number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo. This sounds too crazy, but Blake Blake was three on our list last year. Just played for a shit franchise. Shout out to AB. That was coming out the year before, too. The year before that, he had a good year, too. So, true. yeah. That's true. That was the shit. all-star year, actually. That was the all-star year, 100%. Yep. Yep. Coach Locke, let's speak on these honorable mentions, man. Who we got first? First, the honorable mention, we have none other than John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks, the guy that helps Trey Jeff Boys out. Yeah. Oh, oh, Johnny boy, man. Only thing he has to work on is, is just taking a little bit of guidance because him and Trey Young together are better together than apart. And I know he's better on himself. They can't pay him. They can't afford him because the way that he's a double, double machine. He averaged 21 and 10, man. in those 41 games that they played before the bubble. So he just helps that team in so many different ways just becoming a better dependable three-point shooter last year helped him to the point where he's at now. I just think that Lloyd Pierce is in a different situation, their head coach, as far as juggling all of those different players. But John Collins could play. He just won't play for the Hawks for long. So that's sad, too. I wish they could work that out. Um, it feels like him and Trey got something that's like real Alonzo Morning, Larry Johnson issue going on. I don't know. But something ain't working down there between them two. So – I wish they could get along because that, that could be something that really, really could work in the long term. I agree, Jeff, man. I, I hate to see them get split up because they both young. They can say they built it together. It won't be like some joining kind of stuff. So I wish they could figure out a way to keep him there, but they're not because he's going to want too much money and they're not going to be able to afford it. Next on the honorable mention list, we have none other than Jeremy Grant. I had Jeremy Grant on my list, Doc, for sure. He was number seven on my list. He wanted a bigger role, and he believed in himself, kind of similar to what John Collins, but probably $40, $50 million cheaper. Hey, it was a great move for him, 23-5, and playing great defense, playing in some weird Jordans every night. You can't (laughs) deny his talent every night on both ends of the floor. I just hope the Pistons actually use him while they have him in his prime right now because three years later, it's not going to be the same Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I didn't have him on my list at all, uh, but I understand why he was on your list because he showed flashes of this in the bubble, and that's ultimately what got him paid is how he played in the bubble. Teams realized, oh, this kid can really play and go get it, so he got his money, which I can't blame him for. He had to go get his big contract. He did it. It just sucks that he's with a team that's in the gutter right now with Animal Browns, Detroit Pistons. He definitely was one of my honorable mentions. He he bet on himself. He cashed in the right way. I hope Detroit, like Jay said, I hope Detroit really understands what they have in this cat. Like, he's somebody you really, really can build around. He wants to play. He wants to be the guy. CP3 got a lot of credit for what he did in Oklahoma City last year. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. But Grant was right there with him and right there hitting a lot of big shots, bidding some big moments, and it's, it's working for him right now. So I'm, I'm, I love to see the kid play basketball. Last on this honorable mention list, we have none other than Jeff's boy, the unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis out of Dallas. Hi, KP, man. And listen, KP done played 17 games, averaging 20 and 8. For the Mavs to kind of challenge or be some type of any elite team in the West, KP just has to stay healthy, man. He's getting healthy, and they're playing way better. Dallas going to be an extremely dangerous team come playoff time. 
They were the best offensive rated team in the entire NBA when he played games last year. So I just got to get him healthy. People don't say the unicorn anymore. If you peep that, it's just KP now. It's just KP. <laughs> what made him a unicorn is becoming almost common not common nature now, though. I mean, being the six nine seven footer guy that can stretch the floor and hit those shots. Well, well, I'm just saying a big, okay, a big that can run the floor, can can get off the dribble, can get his shot, and can shoot it you know, outside shot is becoming common now. So that's what made him a unicorn. And he just doesn't, it never, he's supposed to be Luca and he's not. And that's the problem. That's why we don't call him a unicorn no more. Cause it's not, he's not doing shit. This is unicorn ish. We, we had seen somebody like him before and I can't believe I forgot about this guy. He was kind of similar to him. AK 47, Andre Karolinko. He was doing a lot of the stuff that he was doing. He was scoring, blocking shots. He couldn't score as much. It's Chris Stops, but he ran the floor like him. He played defense as far as blocking shots, and he could pass. Now, Chris Stops is a little better, but we've seen something similar to that. Boy, you out your goddamn mind. KP 7-3. What I the fuck? Said is similar. I didn't say we had seen it completely before. I said kinda. Go look at Andre Karolinko. AK 47-6-8. He played, he guarded. I get that. But what that boy KP can do, he is a unicorn, bro. He's a unicorn. Let's just keep it a bean. Nobody's 7'3 moving the way dude move, man. Okay. What I'm saying is, offensively, it's not even close. I can respect that. That's I what I said. I said unicorn was better offensively. I'm saying you can't mention him in the same breath. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You think I, he's that much better, Jake? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, he just, I mean, AK-47 is just a lot more healthier. And his wife allows him to go and have fun two oh times God. a year. That's the only difference, for sure. Let's, let's get going with this list, man. The 2020 Top 7 Power 4 list. We'll start at number 7. Who we got at 7, Weezy? Number 7, we got Toronto. Oh, Pascal Siakam. Yeah, hell yeah, boy. Hell yeah. Yeah, look at Siakam, man. PK Smooth, they call him Spicy P. He's averaging 20 and 7. 45% from the field, 30 from three. He struggled at Disney, y'all, especially in the playoffs. And it leaked into the season. To take his game to another level, man, he's going to have to become more of an efficient scorer, both inside and outside. And on top of that, he has to find a way to help out Fred Van Vliet because he's fucking dying. That He's carrying that team. And, and, and Spicy P is not helping at all. No, I haven't heard Spicy P mentioned once this year, that nickname. Give it ain't, me it ain't Jeremy spicy. Grant. Give me KP and give me John Collins instead of Spicy P. And y'all know why. It ain't spicy no more. That's why. It ain't spicy no more. He got all that money. They got rid of, I ain't gonna say they got rid of, but Kawhi Leonard left because they thought Pascal was gonna be able to step in and carry that team, and he's not doing it. He is not carrying that team at all. Whoa, guys. Whoa, whoa. Let's slow it down just a little bit. A little bit. Pre-bubble. Toronto was still the number two team in, in the pre-bubble. Pre-bubble. Pascal was still in his ascension to being one of the best players in the league. He was an all-star. All of that last year. So don't forget that. Don't forget he was an all-star last year. Starting all-star last year. Don't forget that. Now, Bubble came up short. No lie. Bubble, bubble didn't do him no justice. Didn't help his, didn't help his cause. Started very slow this year. 
Well, bubble regular season and bubble playoffs. Don't you forget? Mm-hmm. I just put the bubble all together. I just okay, all together. okay. I'm just putting it all together. But you're right. But if you if you want to separate it, he he didn't show up them last eight games in the bubble. Didn't show up in the playoffs in the bubble. So absolutely right. Started very slow this year, but it's starting to round up a little bit. It's starting to get. It's starting to come together. Toronto was in a rough is in a rough spot. They're playing in Tampa. They're not at home. We all know that team feeds off the north. They feed off the north. And but they're starting to round in the, round in the position. I think Pascal deserves to be a little bit higher, not too high, but a little bit higher. Little I, bit. I'm not paying you to feed off the damn crowd. I'm paying you because you can go and get it on your own. True. That team is not as good as we. That team is very well coached. Very well coached. That team is very well coached. That team is very well coached. That team on paper does not stack up against the top five teams in the East, but they compete they no matter what. They didn't lose anybody but Surge, bro. And Gasol. They ain't lose anybody but Surge, bro. Gasol was do we give do, do we give Pascal any bill for, for, for Toronto not playing at home this year? They've been they've been they switched to home court twice. That's I what Jeff's trying to shoot him some bill about. I told you, y'all know why you he got the boy got paid. Who's, who's number six? Let's who's go number six. Right. Come on, Weezy. Give him get get a listen's number six. Number six, 76 is on Tobias Harris. Show Toby, yeah, yeah, you good, Pop. You okay. popped it out, yeah, sir. 20 points, seven rebounds, three assists, 51% from the field, 42 from three. There is no denying his talent. Listen, what I'm trying to tell you, and I talk to AB about this all the time. You know, Tobias Harris is going to give you 20 points every game, six or seven rebounds, and that's it. When he plays with Doc, he just finds a way to unlock him. And he just gets the best out of him. I don't know how the hell he does it, but he's just really well equipped to play alongside Joel Embiid. Super versatile, score, score from anywhere on the floor. I just think, man, Tobias Harris has to find a way to unlock. I know you can get 20. You can get 20 every night. Very similar to Rudy Gay. You knew Rudy Gay was going to get you 18 and 6 every night. Tobias Harris gives you, tw- I need him to give me 24. Him getting 24 and 25 a game, that's the difference in playing. In the championship, bro. You said it all right there. Um, it's Doc Rivers brings out. I don't know what it is about Doc Rivers, but he got it out of in the Clippers. And he's doing it now with the Philadelphia. He makes Tobias Harris look like the all-star. We all hope he can be perennial, right? So I can't say it any better, Jay. Shout out to him. He's having a great season. He deserves to be on this list. Yeah, man. This is Tobias Harris. We knew he could be. He's just going to have to show up in playoff time. Y'all have said enough. He's just going to have to show it when they get to the playoffs and it's time and it really matters. I agree with Coach. You got to show up in the playoffs for me. All right, number five. Oh, goodness gracious. Jeff's boy, Zion Williamson. <laughs> he didn't like that. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead, Jay, because I'm going to surprise. I'm going to surprise everybody. Uh-oh. No, I knew, I knew what Jeff is doing. And, and – because he knows that with Zion averaging 25, six rebounds, six mm. assists, 61% from the field, 37 from three. Some people, you know, he weighed in at 284. Think he'd be too slow, you know, a little bit slow-footed to keep up with fast-moving wings. So in turn, they have him playing at the four because he's comfortable there. But you put a damn four on Zion Williamson, his speed and the strength makes it fucking impossible for fours to guard him especially going downhill. It is a wrap. Get him the ball outside of the three-point arc, take a screen, whatever you want to do with Zion, he's going to find a way to score. 
gets lost on defense a lot. Needs to rebound better. The, to be that athletic, I need him to average 10 rebounds a game. But he's looked more and more like the unstoppable force he was supposed to be coming out of college. I am happy with the trajectory of Zion Williamson. Just need him to do some small things a little bit better. But it's just year two. Yeah, and that's, that's why he's right where he is on his list. The people above him, they're just playing a little better right now, and he's just young. Like you, Jay, mentioned, 6.8 rebounds, that's not enough. You're too athletic, too big. You dominate on the offensive end getting boys, so you got to do that on the defensive end also. Got to If you're going to shoot those threes, got to get that percentage up a little high, shooting 38%, which isn't bad because it's Zion. So that's okay, but you got to keep improving that, which he has time to do. So I'm not knocking him on it. Just want him to make sure he continues to work on it to improve it because if he can get that three-point percentage around 42 or 43, it's just going to make him that much even harder to guard because now you're going to have to respect that out there on the wing. So Zion's about right where he should be. Later on, he'll probably move up a little high on this list. Yeah, no, this is perfect. Perfect way. This is exactly where he needs to be. Started slow this year. Came, did come in in shape. He was in shape this year. All, the, all those fat jokes went away. All those body shaming guys who were, who were worried about a 19-year-old kid's body, um, they, they got quiet this year. They got real quiet. I'm going to say this now. He deserves to be a number five, but he's the most unstoppable force in the paint since Shaq. There's nothing one person can do with him when he has the ball in his hand. There's nothing you can do. He absorbs every bit of every bit of defense you do. It takes two people to affect his shot. For him to be that size and get off the shots that he gets off with no hesitation and no problem, we have not seen that since Shaq. It's fun to watch. He deserves to be number five. He will be higher next year. Shout out to Zion Williamson. Woo! Number four. I think this is Jay's boy low-key. Julius Randle. Yeah, man, Drew Ran, man, 23 points a game, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 48% from the field, 40 from three. Now, this is the thing. We talked about it. Where Tibbs goes, top of the minutes, boys. You're going to be there. He leads the NBA in minutes, y'all. Mm-mm. Leads it. He leads it right now. But what really I can't believe is the way that Julius Randle is successful without basically not deviating too far from what the person he's always been. Still isolates himself a ton of times. Still gets half of the shots unassisted. Put a wing on him. He's going in the post. Put a big on him. He'll rumble pass. He has not changed a lot since Kentucky, early L.A. days. But I think he's learned how to balance brawn and grace without wandering too far outside. And he's playing a little bit more defense, which Tibbs makes. If Julius Randle can get 10 rebounds a game, I know Zion Williamson can. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see Julius playing like he is. You know, he he bounced around from team to team like he couldn't get it together. And it wasn't necessarily him. His team just were not being successful. So people were not giving him the props that he deserved because coming out of Kentucky, he was high praised. He was a high draft pick. But if you looked at his stats, he was still performing. It just wasn't translating to wins. Now, he's in New York. He has New York in the best position they've been in in a while, and they have some other good young core pieces. So it's the verdict is still out to see what the Knicks do. It'll be an accomplished for the Knicks to make the playoffs this year, which right now they're teetering with it right there. So if they can make the playoffs, this will be a plus with Julius Randle, and that's why he's at four on this list. 
Yeah, he deserves it, man. He's one of those guys that I've been pulling for his whole career, just simply because I feel like people just gave up on him so quick. Like when he went so high in the draft, and they thought that he wasn't performing well enough, or the wind, like Jay said, the winds weren't coming at certain times. We going from the Lakers to the to the Pelicans to now the Knicks. I'm just happy to see him is coming to fruition right now. He should be a, he should be starting in the All Star game, um, but that's neither here nor there. Shout out to him, man. I love to see what he's doing. Keep it going, man. Really pulling for Julius Randle. Number three, this is Jeff Boy right here all the way through. Demontis Sabonis, Sabonis. <laughs> yeah, man. This is the thing. I had Zion higher than Demonis Sabonis. Um, for the main reason of him just averaging 22, 11, and 5. 52% from the field, 35 from three. With the Pacers being a small market team, that doesn't mean their best player should fly under the radar. And not having Sabonis in the bubble because of the plantar fasciitis in his left foot, it really hurt the Pacers, man. And is the reason that Victor Oladipo no longer plays for them. His pick-and-roll game with him was elite. It's really, really elite now with Malcolm Brogdon. This kid is special, man. I think he has a higher ceiling than his dad. I really do, man. 22 and 11 is going unseen. Nobody's talking about it. I think Julius Randle makes the all-star team instead of him, though, unfortunately. Yeah, his season definitely higher than his dad because he's going to play longer than his dad. That was the downfall of his dad. He played overseas so long. By the time he got over to the NBA, he was on a downsized career because he was old and fall of time because caught up with him. But his pops could play, and it's showing for Demonis that he can play. It just sucks that his partner left, like you said, in VO when they could have had something going to Indiana. But you can't argue what he's doing. Double-double machine, getting 53% from the field. So you can't argue what he does. I just hope he can stay healthy to continue to go. And he has the pressure sitting in fourth right now. It's not a lot of games ahead of fifth and sixth, but at the end of the day, they're in fourth, which is a good position to be in the playoffs because that means you host the first round. So I had some bonus at three on my list also. Yeah, this is why I had some bonus. Uh, it's my guy. I've been singing his praises for a long time. All-star last year, you know what I mean? Came to fruition last year with the all-star selection. Man, he's just fun to watch, man. Versatile big, does it all. I mean, rebounds, block shots, you know, makes the right pass. The right pass. Maybe not the flashiest pass, but the right pass. And can get his own bucket. Love to see him play ball, man. Shout out to Sabonis, man. All right. Down to the last two. Number two, this is Coach Live Boy. He'll never admit it, though. The Coupo. <laughs> yeah, that's one coach. Oh, Giannis, man. 28, 11, and 6, 55% from the field, 27 from three. Two time MVP, not the best player at this position. Y'all tell me why, man. I don't get it. Two time MVP. There's still so much he needs to add to that game, man. Considered to be the best player in the NBA. He knows that. The Bucks know that. And even Andres DeCoupo fans know that deep down. It's something missing with that kid. And he made a mistake signing long-term with Milwaukee because, hey, the ship be sinking. <laughs> <laughs> What's missing from him is that he still hasn't gotten a jump shot. In a regular season, nobody plays 
really tough defense because it's the regular season. You have some people to play hard defense all year. But for the most part, as teams, they don't really buckle down and start locking down until playoffs. And it shows every time with him because those little spin move dunks that he gets in the lane in the regular season all the time, they close that gap in the playoffs and he can't get there. And now he winds up shooting more jump shots. And that's why they can never get past the semifinals or the second round of the Eastern Conference. He's going to have to figure out how to develop that mid-range jump shot and get better the three-point shot. 27% is not going to do it. If he does not develop that, he will stay right where he is, and he will never be considered the best player in the NBA. I'll say this, and this is completely against the grain, because y'all know how I feel about him. I've been calling dude since people were saying he was MVP. I've been saying that he's not that. I think he should give up trying to shoot the three. Give up on the, give up on the mid-range, Jack. Give up on it all. Get the elbow together, get his post moves together, get his passing together, and that's where you live. From now on, you don't even worry about the trade ball or worry about nothing else. Keep your free throws up, get your elbow game together, get your post moves together, and pass to the right person, and they build around him that way. Because expecting him to be the floor general, expecting him to shoot the trade ball, that ain't it. And he's not, he don't have to be Jokic. He don't have to be a, a big like that. He can actually play back to the basketball and be athletic and get his shot and, and, and affect the game in another way. It don't have to be the 2021-2022 basketball all the time. He can change the way he's doing this. I, I think it's just bad coaching. He get That I mid-range is elbow. He got to get that mid-range. That elbow is I, mid-range. I totally agree. He got to let that three ball go. Let's stuff, let's stuff and let Clay, James Harden, them, let them shoot that three ball. You get to the bucket, get to the bucket, but you got to get to the bucket in the playoffs too, though. Get, get to the bucket in the playoffs. He's the best player on both ends of the floor for that team, man. And I assume when you get Drew, because Drew's way better basketball player than Eric Bledsoe, they were just on their way to the finals, man. And I think people are looking at that tape from the bubble and they done figured their ass out and Bud Ball ain't working, dog. Jeff mentioned it. Like, it's coaching. I think I think he hit the ceiling two years ago, because they 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 just they've been trying to ask him to do stuff that is not in his game. Yes, he hit his ceiling after he won MVP that year. It was it. It was dumb. They count how many times I say Yantis just like Yantis, 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 Yantis. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Number one. Here we go. Is this J boy? He'll never meet it. Does this J boy too? Anthony Davis. Yeah, man, AD number one, man. Let's pack it up. Let's go home. 22 and eight. AD is hurt. And let me tell you something about AD. AD wait, wait, easy. before you say that, Jay. Wait, before you say that. Let's keep in mind, listeners. He's real sensitive when it comes to the Achilles injury. <laughs> I am. I He's am. real sensitive to So take this with a grain of salt. Let's be honest. Let's take no, this. No, no, no. Is it Shaquille O'Neal said, man, when I tore my Achilles in Boston, you know what I had four weeks prior to that? Calf strain. You know yeah. what KD was out with? Yep. Calf yep. strain. Yep. Hey, man, you don't want AD to come back second round of the playoffs, first round, whatever. Hell, I don't know, the last 13, 10 games of the season. And he tears motherfucking Achilles now, and he out for a year. So that puts you down two years with LeBron in his prime. What you got to do is that AD – Set him out for the rest of the year, have surgery, go in there and clean up what they need to clean up, go ahead and fuse that Achilles, and then he'll be back right around this time next year. You don't want to lose two years of LeBron in his prime, and that's what's going to happen. 
Now, let's talk about AD, though. I think AD is the greatest switch defender in NBA history. I really do, man. I think he's the best pick and roll big in the NBA right now. Man, I'm, I wish I just wish they had CP, dog. Oh, I wish they had CP. They had CP playing with that boy. Woo! AD is just the best power forward in the entire NBA. Has been that for the last couple of years. And I just hope and pray, man, that that kid listens to history, listens to science, just like people that don't want to take the damn vaccine. Listen, if you have a calf strain and you have tendonitis or tendinosis in your Achilles, pack it up. Just pack it up. I think Kevin Garnett has something to say about being the big, the best big switch defender because he's mm. gonna sit down, he's gonna sit down and guard those guards a little better than Anthony Davis. I huh? He can switch on some tools. He ain't switching on no ones, coach. You know, you know, KG wasn't switching on no ones. Ones? He ones? Yes, yes. He had that dog in him. He could do it. But back to AD. He's the best power forward, man. He can do everything that you need him to do. You need him score on the block, he can do it. You need him to get the mid-range and shoot it, he can do it. You need to get the mid-range elbow face up and go score, he can do it. You need him to pick and pop, he can do it. Nothing he can't do. Chinking his arm, I guess I should say, is injuries. Here we go again. Same thing. And like my coach mentioned, I agree. He needs to sit down. It is clear that something is going to happen with that Achilles if he doesn't address it. Because when he hurt it in that last game, the first thing he reached down to was his Achilles air. He didn't reach down and grab his calf. He reached down toward the Achilles and he shot that free throw. And you could see when he shot that free throw that that shit was hurting. And I said then, he better walk off his court and go in the back and be done. Because if he tries to play through it, it's not going to be good. I like the fact that they aren't rushing him back, though. It went from two it went from two weeks possible to now it's four weeks. And I think the Lakers have, you know, they've played enough together now. And, you know, with Trez Harrell coming in, doing what he's doing, and the rest of that team forming together, they can coast in the West. Because the West Coast, we, we the Western Conference, we joke about it being so tough. And it ain't as tough as it used to be. It nah, just isn't. Nah. It just is not as tough as it used to be. The Lakers just got to get there. Get Blake. Do what you got to do to get Blake. Bring in, bring back AD when he's ready, not when he wants to play, but when he's ready to play, and then that's when it matters. I know what y'all. I agree with what you're saying, Jay. I agree with what you're saying, Coach. This this could be the signs of something bigger, just judging off of previous athletes. But you, it's going to be hard to tell a player playing at the highest level of his game to say not to play. But he's just got to listen to his body and not rush back. That's all I'm saying. Just don't rush back. Yeah, it's definitely going to be hard to say, hey, man, you need to sit down. Because the competitor, you want to play. All right. Niggas, That's our you. list. That's our <laughs> That's list. list. Let's go to the list one more yeah, let's time. Let's go to the there list, go, man. Please. There you go. Go to the list one more time just for the listeners, just to make sure. All right. Number seven, Pascal Siakam. Number six, Tobias Harris. Number five, Just Boy, Zion Williams. Number four, Julius Randle. Number three, Demontis Sabonis. Number two, Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> Number one, Anthony Davis. Shit, boy. That's it. That's, <laughs> That's it. it. That, that is, is the list. list. Who makes the list 2022? If Porzingis can stay healthy, Porzingis. 
I think Collins bounced back. Collins bounced back and have a year, and he could be on the list. Or Mr. Grant, Jeremy Grant, as well. Kevin Love. <laughs> uh, who didn't make the list that will make the list this year? Hmm. I got Cal Anderson making the list next year. Wow. That's solid. That's solid. That's solid. That's solid. He's playing good basketball right now. Real, real good basketball. Coach right Lott hated solid. on him. You know what I'm saying? Coach Lott hated on him. Said my boy wasn't hooping. How about Man, that? I'm, I'm just saying he he he's playing solid. I see you, Ka. I see you, boy. Now, I'm gonna tell you. We tell who? Never mind. We're gonna save that. We're gonna save. No, that. save it, Coach. Nope. Mm-mm. That's for another show. Mm-hmm. We, it we is show. As you can tell, as you can tell, listeners, the, the the intensity level increases the closer we get to the point guards. So <laughs> just, just just bear with us. Yeah, small forwards next week, man. You know what I'm saying? That's a big list. That's a tough list, y'all. Yeah. Hey, that's gonna be tough because you know KD, Braun, Jason Tatum, Kawhi. Built in that list, boy. You just boy, made boy. It. send in the list. That list gonna be tough. That is gonna be tough, man. That's gonna be tough. I know who number two. The hell is you talking about? I know who number one hmm? is on Sean Wash's list. Who's number one on Sean Wash's list, Jay? Man. <laughs> hey, he would've I think Wash would probably have put LeBron number one point guard, number one two guard, <laughs> number one small forward, number one power forward, and number one center. That one, like he that. got some stake in the LeBron James franchise for sure, man. Another episode, man. We appreciate y'all pulling up show 356, man. NBA Top 7 Series Power Forwards. Continue to watch us on YouTube.com slash Full Sport Press. Don't forget, uh, you know, we're everywhere on IG. We're uh, on Twitter. Have a conversation with us on Twitter. Even Weezy. Um, Weezy people have been telling me that they're tweeting you. You don't respond to their tweets. So in turn, just talk to me, Jeff, and log. That's my, that's my bad. I'll work on that. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the show, you said soon, and that shit still, you know. Uh, you know what please, that did? please, you know what that did. Please, please. I took offense to that. You know please. what I'm saying? You on you mute? You on mute, big dog? I'm happy you put him on mute. Yeah, keep his ass on mute. Yeah, mute his ass. Can y'all mute him? No, no, that's impossible. They wouldn't mute that boy. Can, can we please just tell the people to? No, nah, man. You know what I'm yeah, just tell the people. It wouldn't. It wouldn't I, I took offense to, to that, dog. For sure. Why? Why though? Because you wish bad on my vaccine, dog. That vaccine no, in my not. blood. It's in my blood. <laughs> uh, two of questions throughout the week, man. The pool sport press. Don't forget to comment, give us a thumbs up. Chill out with those thumbs down, though, man. And put your name to that thumb down too on that like, YouTube. Seriously, page. though. Shit. Play it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> on the iTunes page, please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell the friends that are vaccinated. To tell a friend to quit giving thumbs downs on the YouTube page. Watch your back. Weezy, watch your back. <laughs> Everything paid for, man. Sure. Jeff. Camera's always on, brother. You're damn right it is. Coach Lock. Get a drummer song. So I'm vaccinated. I know where you at. I got to tell y'all what I told him. I got to tell you what I told him. <laughs> I'll tell y'all when we start recording, man. The revolution will be podcast. We are out. Get what I told him. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it.
Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted. (laughs) 